You want to get high, man? Let's stimulate your mind. Get up, Chucky! What have we got here? Fucking comedian. <laughs> Rojan Kim. Okay, cool. Hello. Hello, and welcome to the Rojan Kim cast. It's me, Rojan. Thank you for joining me today. Joining me is Monterey Martinez. Um, hello. hello. Hi, how are you doing, Monterey? Good, how are you? I'm what good. is your, what is the name of the podcast you said? It's the Rojan Kimcast. Okay, like Kimcast. Okay. Oh, okay. I was thinking like casting, like casting a fit, like casting a movie. And then I was like, no, podcast. Okay, I'm stupid. Right. Oh, that, hey, actually, that would be a great idea if I started holding auditions over Zoom. Start holding auditions yeah. on your podcast. And you're like, you know, you have to get naked, but yeah. Whatever. I mean, I don't have to tell them it's a podcast, I could just literally tell them it's a casting call. Yeah, it's and a casting would, call. I could probably keep them for like an hour, a good hour. <laughs> right, right. And that's a lot how of sweet. Yeah, but even uh, on Zoom, like you think it would, <laughs> yeah, you think it would extend to Zoom as well, like the I, person. I, I think so. I think yeah. now all auditions are online, and people could be like, you know, I think any anybody can manipulate anybody uh, through the uh, desperation, people's desperation of wanting to be successful. Right. I mean, that's basically how LA got started. I mean, that's Absolutely. the story of the, this town. Right. <laughs> well, just... When people are like, oh my God, can you believe like what everybody does in Hollywood? I was like, well, it's not like these people, you know, are walking into the casting room and then they're like, oh, it's like you, I'm not, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen, but I'm saying <laughs> uh -huh. you damn well know what you're getting yourself into and, um, there's, there's red flags to be addressed, you know? Mm -hmm. A bold statement by Monterey Martinez. What was she wearing? She asked. That's what no, was no, she no, wearing no. to, no, no, sorry. No, I <laughs> no, mean, that was a... totally, people get molested all the time, but I'm just saying like when you're an adult, oh, there, yeah. there are certain, there, there, there are people who are stupid and like can't take red flags, but there are people who are like, mm, that's weird. Eh, your message would be at three o'clock in the morning. Uh, you keep saying like open-minded like there's there's flags you know gotcha sure yeah i mean hey i was molested and i feel like i could have worn something more you know <laughs> well, uh, yeah. like just more conservative you know what i mean like right. i didn't have to oh, make it sure. all it's, it's like, i got i got sexually abused and i was a kid and i was like i shouldn't have been such a sexy kid you know what i mean like you know actually i that was the first thought i had uh right. after, but, but for me it was harder because not literally but it was uh just because uh uh, it was like a gray area diddling right. for me. It was not a clear, you know what I mean? So in some ways, I don't, I don't even. How do you, wait, what do you mean it wasn't clear? Like you're not sure if you were molested or not? Yeah, both. It's like the memory is not clear right. and the actual act was not, well, it's two different people. Right. <laughs> but both right. times, it's not right. very clear. It's not clear. And it was like a, a, I don't know, back then I thought it was some kind of weird grab assy kind How of thing. I was oh uh eight-ish yeah if you were eight? a kid it's probably molestation yeah sure. I mean, I, <laughs> like if you're yeah, probably, probably yeah. there's no other reason to really be touching a kid except for like if you're spanking them or if you're like picking them up because you're trying to get them out of the grocery store yeah well what's funny is like I uh so that one of them was my uncle uh and right. uh I was like staying at my cousin's I come back to LA um, after I'd been gone for like 20 years and I moved back a few years ago and I was staying with my mm -hmm. cousins and it's his dad. And I was just like, Hey, I remember this kind of like weird kind of like grab assy. Is there some kind of weird Korean grab assy game that like, <laughs> like guys that, and uh, yeah, no, my cousin was like, no, there's no grab assy. There's no, there's no thing. <laughs> you were just planning on being Korean this whole entire time. You're like, I what? thought it was some weird cultural thing. Yeah, I really thought it was, you know why? Because the other guy who touched diddled me was a Korean dude too. And so right. I was like, is there some weird Korean? Yeah, is, uh, is there did some it, cultural did, did thing? You have like a, did you have like a weird uh, relationship with like, with Koreans? Like after that point, do you think like that changed your, uh, I mean, honestly, that's not the worst thing that's happened to me. <laughs> right, <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's really my, uh, the, uh, along with the abuse, I had a lot of neglect. Right. So really, so really I had it all, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I had it all as a kid. So, uh, I think it, I was basically betrayed at a right. very early age. 
you know, so I don't know. I, I, I'd figure um, that, that would make sense. But I don't know if I necessarily... Um, what do you mean I, by neglect? Like your parents were like drug addicts or... Oh, I wish. Uh, no, because uh, at least they would have been around. Uh, right. No, they just well, my were. My parents were drug addicts and they weren't around. So it depends. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, my dad and my mom was like just... I don't want to say retarded, but retarded. Basically, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. My my well, my dad and mom split up when I was a kid, so I had a, right. a series of stepmoms, and every right. single stepmom was sort of like they would Terrible. start a new. Yes and no, I think I can't. I, it's hard. They kind of blend together. I mean, he's on his sixth wife now. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, dude, <laughs> dude, our stories are so similar. My parents were divorced too, and both of them would just like. My mom's gonna get remarried her third time, but they she's always had like all these different boyfriends, and then my dad's always had all these different girlfriends, and they both were like always poor, and like we would move around, and whatever parent could afford us, that's who we would live with, or I'd have to go with my grandparents, or I live in the shelter, like just all all the same chaos. There's so, a lot of just uh, in instability. Yeah, yeah, a lot of instability. My uh, so my neglect was more like. Um, they just fucking worked all the time, like from mm -hmm. when I was kindergarten. So from five, I just had a key to the right. house and just like, and I just started, and I lived in LA. So I just started roaming the street. I would like walk around Hollywood and shit. Right. Like, you know, what, what neighborhood did you live in? Uh, I lived in, I lived in a bunch of different neighborhoods. So I lived in the Valley for a little bit, like in Van Nuys. Mm -hmm. And then I lived in Hollywood, uh, like- what part of Hollywood? like Santa Monica and Vine-ish, oh, okay. like yeah. that. And then um, it wasn't the best neighborhood back then. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's actually way better now. Back then it was right. uh, pretty much yeah, it's still like It's still like sketch at night, if you're, especially if you're a girl, but like if I still over there. But yeah, they're just now, it's starting to get a little normal-ish, but I totally can imagine how it was back then. Yeah. I mean, I've been flashed by more dudes on the street when I was growing up as a kid in LA right. than ever. I've seen more dicks. Like, it's crazy, actually. I've All the seen... hookers are over in that area, too. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, so a lot of flashers, a lot yeah. of hookers, a lot of deviants. Yeah. yeah. So I got exposed to a lot as a kid, but that, a lot of that was because they weren't around. Um, right. So I just wandered around and shit. And so, right. so I don't know. So I, it's hard for me to even, like, I don't really have anything against Koreans because I honestly don't know much about them in a way. <laughs> Gotcha. You know, okay? like, like if 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 I had more uh, people around, I might have right. been able to like identify with right. a culture more or something. Gotcha. So I didn't yeah. know if it made you like resent, even though it wasn't a Korean thing. But if it made you resent, you're like, oh, Korean men are touchy. Like, I don't like them. I don't like Koreans. I don't like the culture. Like, I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, but maybe uh, honestly, I don't have a single Korean friend. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so, that might, so that might be, but, but I am like, I never dated a Korean girl until uh, now. I mean, until now, now I'm going to marry one, right. but she was also, but she's also kind of like a weirdo too. You know what I mean? Like, a, yeah, totally yeah. Americanized right. and um, uh, not very, just sort of like a weird uh, Korean American conformity. Right. You know, very church driven, very, very same, a lot of the same shit. Everybody does right. the same stuff. And um yeah neither of us really buy into that so i think right uh, one of my uh, best friends she's korean and um and i used to work with her in koreatown so had a lot of a lot of <laughs> and uh it's funny because a lot of like koreans are either one one they're one or the other they're like it's polarized like it's either you're all about korean culture you you could live in koreatown in la and not know any english and be perfectly fine your whole entire life oh yeah oh yeah everything korea like which is awesome and or so it's like you're so invested in everything korean or you're the complete opposite where it's like you won't date koreans you don't like koreans you don't want anything to do koreans and like she went through a phase like that but that was because she was married to a korean in korea Ooh, and then when yeah. she came back she was just like no she's like well now she like won't date koreans but right. um but it's like, and it's it's funny because like when I was like working in Koreatown, like uh, they kind a lot of them have this like uh, I don't want to say they're snobby, but like a lot of they <laughs> they have this they have this like superiority complex. Yeah, <laughs> I get why. Like if you look at the stats of like their country, you're like, hey, you guys are kind of killing it. Like I get the attitude. You know what I mean? But like we don't have any crime. Everybody's safe. Like we just keep buildings. All this. Stuff that you guys benefit from so we're like yeah koreans kind of got it right so i get the attitude yeah 
Yeah, of course, half of Korea is still stuck in a well, backwater yeah, 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 Stalin. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, mean, I mean, that's really the Korean soul, though. It is what you're saying. It's literally right. like bipolar, the Korean, right. you know, and and the thing about Koreans is like, like, just like with the communism and just like with the capitalism, like we don't, uh, we basically take other people's shit and then just make it better. better. So we just outdo them uh, yeah. in their shit. Um, Koreans did it with Confucianism because that's from China, which is right. this sort of like really rigid, like hierarchy of shape. But Koreans, like, they took it to the next level where Chinese people look at Koreans and go, holy shit, that's crazy. <laughs> like, you guys are nuts. Yeah. Like, you know, and um, so that's just something they do. But I do think right. that um, a lot of the pride comes from the the history the history of korea is basically it's been in between china and japan yeah they were japan completely like yeah japan colonized them and then for the longest time china had a huge influence over them where like right. there was no written language except chinese in korea for right. the longest time you know what i mean so so there's a sort of inferiority complex i feel for like sure. koreans have it. Yeah. and so they're actually very similar to the irish in that way where they're like a you know, smaller country in the shadow of a larger country that conquered right. them and they drink and fight, you know, they just Right, drink. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. When I, like, so when I used to work at this Korean bar, it's like, we were just, you know, like all the clientele are like doctors, lawyers, dentists, like oh, very successful. Shit. And I was okay. like, oh, okay, these people are probably not going to be a drinking crowd. And I was like, oh my God, these people. till five, I mean, like we would illegally stay open, but like we would be open till five of the month. It's like a Thursday night. And they'd mm -hmm. be like, oh, I'm driving to Orange County and just going straight to work. And I'm like, what? Like they work hard, play hard, best tippers, I will say. Best, best tippers. Wait, 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 wait. So you worked at a Korean bar? Uh, mm -hmm. Like, oh, so you like as a waitress and stuff? Yeah, well, bartending. Yeah. Or bartending? Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, so you, uh-huh, go ahead. Basically, it was because like they uh, had so many, so this bar was like historic, like, you know, it's a Korean bar. Uh, but it's like it was like a private bar, so it's like it wasn't open to the public. And so uh, they would have so many uh, Korean Americans who actually didn't speak Korean, but there's a lot of Korean uh, people. So they're like, let's hire. We need to hire like an American, and right. they're like, well, we could. A lot of the Korean waitstaff does. They speak English too, but they're like, yeah, but like let's get like an American to this way. We have you know it's exotic, and so I was like, yeah. can't the COVID nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I look like Jesus' sister. <laughs> I told you, I look like Jesus' sister. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, are you Jesus' sister? And I was like, yes. <laughs> They're like very, very Christian people. They're very, yeah. <laughs> love, love Jesus. They fucking love him. They really uh, do. They really do. I mean, they really, they really kind of, shit catches on like fire over there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they, um, that is hilarious that you were the token white girl at a Korean bar. Because um, yeah. I know... I mean, I'm sure you had a crazy time. I'm sure you've seen some shit. But, like, one of the things I will never do is work for Koreans. <laughs> just because, I think yeah. just because I was forced to work. The, right. the, the, like, the times I was forced to work with my dad, he would make me work the register right. at his liquor store and stuff. Like, uh, completely illegal selling booze and cigarettes as a right. minor. But, but whatever. But, like, um, I don't know. Just, it's just like, there's almost, uh, in my mind, I feel like there is no separation between this sort of like cultural hierarchy and the, the work right. hierarchy, you know what I mean? And it's just like, right. it's just too much. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. but did you have to deal with any shit, weird shit oh, like that? Sure. Where like, I mean, I loved my two, my two Korean bosses. They're both men and they're like, honestly. Wait, 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 did you have to call him Mr. Lee or whatever? <laughs> Mr. <laughs> what did you have to, what no, did you call them? called him Opa. So oh, like Opa. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So like I would, I would, we would just all call him Opa. Like for the long time, I didn't know. Like it was like it's like a term of like endearment, but like I didn't know. I thought it was like Mister in Korean. I was like, yeah. Opa. And they're like, no, it's like a term of endearment. I was like, oh, I was like, I'm not fucking affectionate, okay? <laughs> well, uh, they didn't even tell you the real definition. Opa is like the specific word for what a girl calls her older brother. Oh. You know what I mean? Because there's, there's specific okay. words for what you call your older and younger brothers and sisters, depending gotcha. on the girl. The oppa is what a, a younger woman or girl would call. But then it becomes like in slang, it becomes like what girls scream at like rock stars and shit. Like it's also oh. become and something that they call casually like older male friends or whatever. Is it you know like what I mean? Oh, it's, but it's not like daddy. It's not like that, right? 
No, no, it doesn't have the same connotation. Yeah, it's a much more innocent. Yeah, yeah, Korean is actually very innocent in, you know what I mean? Like they, even though they're crazy and they are pretty degenerate, uh, like just in the language and culturally, it is a fairly like innocent and kind of, yeah, conservative. And I mean, they just got science like a hundred years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so so anyways, you were saying about your boss. um, So yeah, they were, they were great. Like I, I'm still friends with like both of them and, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I love, I love Koreans. I I was like, I I love the Koreans. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you. Oh my God. No. Um, but yeah, no, I, I had a really great time working there. Um, but it definitely felt crazy like from the customers, like mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? I've seen, uh, we would, you know, I don't know how, familiar, I mean, I know you're familiar, but like basically the company would hire, they would have like domies come in and like, you know, domies are. Like the girls? Yeah, they would yeah, have yeah. the girls like come in, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know, and so they would have like the private karaoke rooms and like it was anytime I try to explain this to people they're like oh my god it's prostitute and I'm like no <laughs> it's literally their culture like yeah. it's their culture that after you do great business you take each other out you you are hosting them and then to you know make a solid relationship you're like I'm going to treat you to karaoke here's some girls like let's dance let's drink and I try to explain to people I'm like in American culture people go to a nightclub and a promoter will pull girls to the table and then you're spending money on them in Korean culture there's karaoke and then there's like the Korean nightclubs it's like they they hire girls and you spend two hours with them and you get paid so this way you're there you're not just taking their shots and running away so it's like Koreans are actually just more efficient they're like no if I'm gonna sit here and be giving you my alcohol like and then you're just going to be a bitch and walk away with your friends. Like, how about I pay you? Cause it's the same amount of money I'm going to pay for another round. Then you, you know what I mean? It's like, and that's all they're doing. They're just singing, dancing. The girls are serving their food, pouring their drinks. Um, but we have had, you know what I mean? Just like anything. Like if you're at a normal nightclub, most people, you just sing and dance, but then some people fight or do Coke and do weird shit. So it's like, we have definitely seen some weird stuff, but, um, they I always like hate telling people that part because they're like so you work at a brothel house and I'm like no it's like it's very it's very normal yeah Uh I I, I don't know I think it's efficient I'm like yeah hell yeah and then I went to a Korean nightclub with my girlfriend to have you ever been to like where the girls like order the small bottles and the guys order like the big bottles and then they have like a table host comes by and it's kind of like speed dating and then you go to their Mm -hmm. table and you talk for a while and then if the guys like want you to stay, you stay and hang out. But if you don't, you just go from table to table as meeting. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, again, they just made nightclubs more efficient because that's the whole point. You want to meet people and talk to people. And Koreans are just like, okay, let's just have a person who, you know, arranges everybody's seat. And you're like, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, if anything, that is what they, like I said, you know, they'll just take it and then let's just make this a little better. <laughs> yeah. We'll do it. I also feel like you would make an excellent uh, recruiter for <laughs> these yeah. uh, for these girls. You could get some girls. You could get a, yeah, yeah. yourself a sweet little commission going because I know. And I could actually, I might be able to hook you up with somebody. But uh, the problem is that like it does run those th- those businesses have a gray area. You know oh, what I mean? There's sure. like the legit side, and then there's like this and gray side. Like a, oh, absolutely! Yeah. I've seen yeah. a girl take a. Uh, take a pineapple stick and shove it in her vagina and feed it to a guy. Like I've, I've seen some. Wow. I wonder. Uh, hmm, I, like, I wonder if that was yeah. like on the menu. Like if you could charge. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Um, do you want the spiced pineapple? And she's like, I stick it into my vagina. And you're like, Oh, is this sanitary? Um, yeah, like my cousin has a friend. I'm not into. I just. I, I like all that stuff. You probably have way more experience about all that shit. And I, I haven't. I just know about it secondhand, but you know, like right. I, I don't really know about it. But I, uh, my cousin's really big in the K Town, whatever, like uh, culture, and like he has a buddy, actually pretty rich dude. I was about to get this job, but then I was kind of like, I don't know, I just couldn't kind of morally do it. And it was like this, um, it was essentially like doing video work for mm. the their business, which right. at the more I found out about it, it was like, yeah, on one hand, there's like 
like what you're saying, the sort of legit right. side of that. But then there's this whole other side that was sort of For like, sure. uh, it was literally like prostitution. It was, you know, yeah, like a form have, of virtual I know prostitution. Like that. I've been to a bunch of other, like I tried, like I tried being a Domi before too. Like, oh, I no got, shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, because like the girls were making like so much stupid money and I was like, dude, like I, this one girl I'm still friends with and she's dropped that gorgeous. She's like, she's half, ah, oh, shit, what is she? She's half Korean and half, she's like half Korean, half Vietnamese or I don't know, but she's like, she's stunning and she's so tall, she's so beautiful. And she would just like, each time she would like go in a room because she would work at the club I was working at. And like, I would make like decent money bartending, but not anywhere near as much as this girl and she was like dude she's like and make like five hundred dollars like a room sometimes or sometimes she's just making fifteen dollars cash wow. and she sent over to my house one night and i was like we were just like hanging out talking drinking i was like i don't drive home whatever she over and we were like talking and, and she was like i was like okay tell me the truth i was like are you doing stuff like what do you mean and she's like listen there are girls she's like you get tips you pay you uh you work hourly and then you the they tip you and i'm like some of the girls who are more trashy in order to they think to get tips they gotta give the guy a lap dance or they gotta try to be slutty or talk about that and she's like no she's like men who have money like they want a classy experience and they want to be mentally stimulated and the people who are like trash like that right away she's like you just get up and you walk out you just go to a different you go to a different room and I was like oh and so like I tried it for a while and like I would have I would have nights where it's like yeah you make a grand at night but being when I was doing it being a white girl I think like a lot of times people were just like I don't trust her or like oh really yeah they're like she's sneaky <laughs> <laughs> it's like grab your wallets everybody hold on to your She's a little gypsy, pickpocketing, Venice carnival trash whore. I'm like, whoa. Well, I mean, uh, if they found out you uh, were Latina, they would have probably called the cops on you. They yeah. Had you escorted yeah. outside. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the reason why I like stopped doing it is because it it became 50-50, where it's like Ooh. half the time the people were scumbags. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, some of, and it's not just Koreans, it's Chinese, Vietnamese. Dude. Sure like it started to be really like Americanized you know right um and I usually only like the Korean customers or like like Asian customers because they understood the they understood like what this this environment yeah. was right right you right know, common in Japanese Chinese culture too yeah yeah it was more so like the Americanized like the you know regular white people or the Armenian or because uh, they just were like, oh, I'm paying for you, so you do something. And so I was just like, ugh. I'm like, can you just give me all the old Korean men? That's all I want. Because <laughs> uh, I have to, I still talk to a lot of, like, and it's not like the, I'm their sugar. It's not anything like that. It's just It's the same thing. If you're a cocktail server, you're literally just serving them cocktails, but, like, sitting down and, like, serving them their food, like, putting up their karaoke songs, having conversation with them, and that's it. And people don't understand. I'm like, that's literally yeah. Well, yeah, I think a lot of people don't get, like, the way Asian, I mean, it's pretty across the board, but Asian guys in their homes, there's, like, there's no real, um, I think it might have gotten better, but there's not a lot of tools, like, provided to, like, either express your emotions or, like, right. have a casual conversation or whatever. So, for a lot of those dudes, that's the nicest anybody's been to them yeah. <laughs> for, like, years or every night. Or that's just what they look forward to because there's no, right. like weird thing going on you know and right. um, i don't know i mean yeah i i understand but it is weird or it is fascinating that like the uh the sort of like western viewpoint is one of For like sure. you I guys are just like my things you guys are my playthings like, so people. people are like are you being great i'm like i i was like i will not talk to white people <laughs> like, it was like they don't get it they're they're they just are disrespectful. I was like, no. And I was like, I, and it's funny because it's like, I've had some of the best conversations, like some of the people, like, I don't want to like name some, because some of these guys were, you know, like own big companies. Um, Bill but Gates. like, I had some of the best conversations. Sorry, what'd you say? I just said Bill Gates. Just, oh, oh no. <laughs> I just threw that out there. No, okay. <laughs> but like, the best conversations and just like the most enlightening, like, you know, 
just little gems of knowledge dropped onto me by these people, just, you know, if they were like business owners or they were these, you know, uh, scholars, like I just had learned a lot. And then like, we would have these conversations, like he would, you know, ask me about, you know, just growing up how I grew up or, you know, like how white women view Asian men or how white women view Asian women. Just like we would just have these like really, right. we were having like podcast conversations. Yeah, where yeah. Like, oh, and what about what you think this? Or the, meanwhile, there's other people just like, woo, like doing coke and whatever. But it's like, you can find the people who are in your same path. And I thought it was an awesome job. But like I said, it just became so much of the other kind of customers. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, that's just really, I mean, that's terrible to deal with 50, I mean, half of the people you deal with are just, yeah, and I would know right away, I would walk in the room and they'd be like, they would say things like, are you fun? And I'm like, nope. And I would walk out. (laughs) Do you party? (laughs) Yeah, do you party means like they want to drink and they want you to like, be like, woo. And I'm like, no, I'm intelligent. And I am a courtesan. Okay, yeah. this is an ancient tradition. Yeah. All right, <laughs> how dare you? I am a high class verbal whore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not one of these street sluts outside. Yeah, not one of these street sluts with a fucking cigarette. I read. Goddamn fucking hole in her pantyhose. Okay. Yeah. Um, that is fucking fascinating. Wait, wait. So, did you? Uh, where did you grow up? Where, did you, you... I grew up in Buffalo, New York, but I've oh. lived in LA since I was uh, nineteen. I moved out yeah. here like right after high school. Well, like, Holy shit! Years. Okay, so for a while, then you've been here for a while. It's Buffalo. Yeah. Um, I haven't been to Buffalo ever. Uh, I've only been. There's no. There's no. There's no reason to. There's, there's no reason. I mean, I've been to like Rochdale. I've been to. Uh... Wait, Rochester? <laughs> Do you mean Rochester? I mean Rochester, my fine. Yeah, yeah Rochester. Like Rochdale <laughs> uh, is actually, yeah, never mind. Uh, Rochester, fucking Ithaca. Yep. That's about as far north. Yeah. As, yeah. I mean, Buffalo is, you know, chicken wings. You're welcome. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah, uh, you guys did that. Right. Buffalo wings. Well, the sauce. Yeah, I was like, but, you know, honor us. Right. Uh, there's Niagara Falls, which that is an actual really dope thing to see. Like once you're, cause like you could take like a boat ride and like be like right next to the falls. There's one of the, God damn it. I know there's like the seven like man-made, or is it seven natural wonders of the world and then eight man-made wonders of the world. Do you mm-hmm. know there's two different ones. So they're yeah. the natural one. I don't know if it's seven or eight, but anyway. Uh, so once you see that, you're like, whoa. Like you just see how small we are as like human beings and how insignificant, like just, seeing Niagara Falls. It's gorgeous. Uh, and then there's the Buffalo Bills who lost of course. Of right. So it's pretty far. So it's on the border. So yeah, it's right up there. Like oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you ever like sneak into Canada and shit for oh, yeah. fun well, or actually, whatever? It's closer. Like you could take a little boat and just be in Canada in five minutes. Oh, but like right. actual drive across the bridge and stuff. It's like 20. But yeah, the drinking age in Canada is 19. So when ah. I was like 15, I had my sister's fake ID, and I was like, I'm crazy. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I lived in New York City for a while, but I'm from here originally. Yeah. Um, oh, nice. Where did so, you live in New York? So I lived in, like, all around, like, uh, Spanish Harlem, Williamsburg, okay. Greenpoint, Astoria. Oh, nice. All around. I, yeah. lived in, uh, I lived in New York for a year at one point, so I lived in uh, the Lower East Side, and then I lived in uh, Bed-Stuy in Brooklyn. Ah, oh, yeah. back then it was probably different back then. Or was uh, it when no, it was gentrifying? Oh, fuck. it's very. No, it's very totally gentrified. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, there's parts of it that are dry, but the part where I lived in, it was, uh, it, it was pretty, it was pretty sketch. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I bet. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I left 2016. Um, I left New York 2016. Came here. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, uh, so you lived there for a year, and then you came back. Yeah, so I was in LA gotcha. and then I went to New York for a year because I was like, I like I gotta do comedy in New York. Like oh. New York's where it's at, but it's yeah. like you can't start over in New York if you've already been in LA. I had no contacts, no friends, no job, mm. no nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, just I mean you would be starting over. I mean it would be starting over. Oh, I was completely yeah. starting over. Yeah, and I was bartending be... out there and out there people are like they don't care if you're a comedian. They're like, you have to work five nights a week. Like New yeah, York yeah, is yeah. like, there's the entertainment industry is like this compared yeah. to LA. It's the whole entire fucking thing. Yeah. So you have to work five shifts and say, I can't do comedy if I'm working five nights a week. So 
ended up just being a whole entire bust, but you know, you live and you learn and you come back and you start all over. No, but I think, I think every, I think New York is kind of like Mecca for comedians though. You know what I mean? I think a pilgrimage has to be made at one point for everybody. Yeah, every just comic to, should do it. Even if they just say, go out there for three months, it's like uh -huh. you need longer than a week. You're like, just do, go out there for maybe just a month because nobody could take three months off. But it's like, do it for a month and at least just see their scene. I, I will say I was disappointed in the open mic scene there. Not mm. saying that there's not a lot of good mics. No, no, no. A lot of variety, but like how you have to like, they're, they need Jake Kroger over there. You know right. what I mean? They need someone to be like, because there's so many mics I showed up at, and they're like, this has been canceled for a year. And it must have been lying down the fucking minute. <laughs> um, like, we don't use that. Yeah. Yeah, like, we don't do that. But, like, there's two different things that you could look at, and, like, they're both wrong. Right. And a lot of the open mics, you have to email ahead of time. And I'm like, I do know how fucking, like, irresponsible and just, like, ADD I am. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah. Like, I'll just see, there's so many times I've just been walking around the beach and then someone's like, I'm a hairdresser. Can I cut your hair? And then I'm on the back of the skateboard and he cuts my hair. Come on. You know what I mean? <laughs> he didn't cut my hair on the skateboard, but I went on the back of the skateboard to the hair salon and then he cut my hair and I got it. Uh -huh. like, I mean, you get into adventures, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you get molested. Right. But for the most part, you need a friend. So um, I was like, I can't email ahead of time. And then when I did email, they're like, sorry, it's already full. I'm like, how do I do open mics in this fucking city? Um, and then all the free ones, you got to go all the way to Queens and then all the way to Brooklyn. It's the middle of winter. Like when you get off the train, you don't know where the fuck you are. And you're like, this neighborhood is sketch. Mm -hmm. uh, there's someone chasing me, screaming white devil. Um, and then I show up to the bar and then it's closed. And I'm like, this just took me an hour. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I uh, it's hard to, yeah, I don't think, it, like, for me, New York is not, because I started out there, so maybe I'm more, oh, okay. I'm more biased, and I, I was there for, like, I did comedy for, like, five years or six before I came here, so. Oh, okay, um, so you were in New York for five, six years. I was in New York for 12 years. But, oh, like, wow. So I was, but I was, I was you were doing stand-up for five, six years. Yeah, okay. yeah, I did okay, stand-up so for please, five, six years. Please enlighten <clears throat> me on the New York open mic scene. I'm not saying that I'm right. sure if I would have met, because there's a lot of LA comics that I saw out there that I knew, but like, I'm like, I need someone to be like, go here, these are the spots. I was like, I'm sure I was just doing it wrong. And like I said, I was working so much, so I didn't get to really navigate as much as I did. But yeah, is the open mic scene like easier to navigate in LA or? I, that's a, that's a, I don't know. I think that's a great question. I think um, when I, so I started in 2011 and mm -hmm. there was, comedy was booming. You know what I mean? It was booming. Right. There's like UCB opened up its second third theater and shit and like right. mics were everywhere. It was kind of similar to what LA was doing right before the pandemic, like how there were just mics everywhere, everywhere, right. everywhere. Um, there was, we had our own version of um, like Joe Fourth Wall or the guys who started making tons of money off of open micers. Right. We had like is that the guy. Buddha Valley one? Yeah, a Laughing yeah. Buddha. Yeah, I so. always I saw every hour or whatever, and I was like, I gotta sign up. But yeah, <laughs> but like that. So that shit back in the day was five bucks plus a meal or whatever, a drink or whatever. So it ended up being yeah. ten. So now it's like last time I checked, I think it was like seven bucks or something. It was like yeah. you know what I mean. So like. The um, overall in New York, it's just, it's unsustainable. It's like to be poor and a comic, to live in New York, there was a time you could do that. And I think right. time was sort of the early 2000, like basically before, um, uh, I don't know, I would say maybe like right before Trump came in. Basically, the re one of the reasons I left in 2016 right. was because it was getting really lame. It was like mostly bankers in New York. Right. The only people who could really afford to live there were like finance right. people and bankers. And I could just kind of feel the crowd shifting in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Honestly, like, when I was in New York and at times where like I had like did shows or whatever, I was like, these people are more PC than LA. Yeah. I was so surprised. I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. I literally at one point, I was like, who are you people? I was like, what did you watch John Stewart and now you're fucking to change fucking life through goddamn comedy and political opinions that you can't like enjoy a regular goddamn joke. I'm like, you know, I don't have to have like a mission for every joke, right? You know, sometimes jokes are just funny. Like, yeah. 
I had a molestation bit and an abortion bit. And it's like, they're my experiences. And like, they're, I'm not sure, they're fucking funny. And like, people would like laugh, but they'd be like, oh, they would right. do that. And I'm like, I was like, you, did you know that people got abortions? Am I the first to tell you? I was like, where <laughs> am I? Like, is, is this it- New York City? So it wasn't like that. I mean, when I started, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't like that at all. It was still like I think it was because it was the Obama years, post Bush mm-hmm. years. That Bush Obama period, late Obama is when comedy I think started to go bad. Like Obama's right. second term, but that first right. Obama term and Bush's second term, comedy right. was sort of like at, that's sort of like 2004 to like 2012. That was like I feel like comedy was at a place where like. Right. People were just being as offensive as possible. People were just, you right. know what I mean? They're pushing all the boundaries all the time or whatever. Right. Um, and so I feel like I was very lucky and got to see, it, see that yeah. part before. It, and But I also got to see it die. Like I saw right. it die, dying. And right. then I was actually surprised coming to LA, um, yeah, that the people were actually less. They were like less, some were less PC. I mean, some were more, but some were less. Right, right, right. You know, whatever. Right. Yes, yeah, to be expected. Now, one of these comics, because like, there's, say, a comic like Anthony Jeselnik. Anthony Jeselnik, he purposely writes dark. That is his right. intention. He's trying to write. That's, I don't do that. I, and that's fine. I'm not saying, I'm not comparing myself to Anthony. He's great. I'm just saying, like, how I, people always, they'll come up to me like, you're a dark comic. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, what? I have oh. dark subjects right. but i make them silly that's the yeah. opposite of dark you're literally this one of the silliest people <laughs> i've right. seen on stage yeah right. i mean really I'm even like, though what you're saying is like it, right right you hear domestic abuse and they're like oh, but i'm like yeah. don't you get that the point is i'm taking yeah. the darkest thing possible the experience of mine and i'm like how can i find the funny how can i make this silly to the point where you don't even you're not even paying attention to this part you're just paying attention you're like oh my god it's so silly it's so stupid you know what i right. mean so it's like but sometimes those subject matters, people are like, oh, they just tighten up, and I'm like, just chill. Like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not out here. Like, oh, women, you deserve to get hit. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, dumb I, clams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like, if I was doing comedy like that, I could definitely see how people. I, I, you know, I don't take away that person's right to do that. That's their style of comedy. But I'm saying I would at least understand people being right. like, Jesus. But if I'm like saying something that happened and I'm just making light of it so this way we can all have conversations and just joke and but have that's, a good time. The thing is that's actually more threatening. See, right. like that's the thing, especially if like what you're um, accustomed to or what you want is to hide things or cover them with niceness, right. niceties. You know, we don't talk about that. We talk about, you know, right. if you kind of live that way as soon as somebody broaches a subject, and it has to it doesn't even have to do with them. It has to do with you. Right. You know what I mean? You start talking about right. yourself. It makes them uncomfortable, and now you're right. the bad person. You know. But I would right. have to say, I think my first memory of you, yeah, is at the fourth wall, seeing mm-hmm. you do your jokes, and everybody was so. I was. I remember just laughing my ass off, but everyone was so uncomfortable, <laughs> and that was yeah. part of what made it so hilarious. Yeah. Was like you guys are fucking morons. Well, just because, yeah. you know, and and I think a lot of that is also um, when you do it four open micers they're like in their right. own head about oh you know, for sure you know what i mean like what somebody else is doing or whatever right. like, I, like i have been working uh so i like had this whole thing where i met my real mom for the first time when i was 28 oh, wow. and it was like pretty much one of the most wor- the worst experiences i ever had but like oh, i have this huge i'd like made a lot of jokes about it, but like the amount of times i've eaten so much shit with it because right. it just turns off every, it turns off women, it turns off, it turns off right. anybody, right? Because it's like about my mom, but I'm just like having a great time about it. Right. You know, it, it, I'm not being like, I'm sad or anything. Like, right. I you just have it. to find, you have to find the line. And like, that's what I always say. I'm like, I'm like, you gotta let me like work. Like there's gonna be times where it's like, especially if a lot of subject matter I do talk about is dark and this way might be like really funny to me, but it might be like, Ooh, it's still dark for people so it's like most comics have to take something and punch it up some comics have to take something and tone it down so it's right. not a, that's <laughs> what i have to do that's what like, right. you have to do so it's like you don't you got to find a way of being like uh how to have the audience like listen this comic told me this and i was like uh because she was like you, she's like you do have like darker subject matter she's like and i think if people know if you're okay now mm-hmm. then they'll so when you talk about the stuff in the past, like they're gonna, they're not gonna be as like, Ugh. so it's like, right. 
you just have to find a way of like letting people know that it's like this is fine to talk about and like and I and I I feel like I've really done that over the last few years of being like because I used to kind of just have a sad say well fuck you well, then you're a pussy and I'm like right oh, like how do I serve that you know you eat with your eyes like it's a right. thing to comedy it's like people listen with their triggers or I don't know what the fucking analogy is but it's like yeah, you yeah, gotta yeah. find a way to maneuver through those triggers and guide them through it because I remember I did this show and it was like a bunch of older like substitute teachers that like have this like meeting like <laughs> and I'm the comic and I'm like oh, and um and I'm like how am I gonna get through this I told myself I was like don't do the abortion joke I said, don't do the abortion joke and don't do the molestation joke. And I was like, okay, then I got it. And then I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Everything's fine. They're laughing at all the jokes. And then I'm just like, fuck. And then I just act, just out of habit, just the last thing that I said naturally went into like the abortion joke. And I was like, oh, oh no. And I'm like, well, I'm already starting this. And then I was like, in my brain, I was like, how do I walk them through this? And so I just, I literally did that. I was like, okay, now ladies, listen, I'm not. I'm not condoning this. I'm just telling you an experience I had. And then, like, I just walked them through it. And then after they all came up to me, and they're like, sweetie, like, that was so great. So sometimes yeah. you just have to learn the balance of, like, yeah. not coming at people like, I had abortion. What are you going to do about <laughs> it? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, but if you're like, hey, you know, this is a moment in my life, like, I'm not proud of either. Like, I, you know, this is stressful to me. And then you, like, get into it. It humanizes you. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I think sometimes when people don't like dark jokes, it's because they don't see that you're being human about something. And like, that's all you got to let them know. It's like, hey, I know, you know, I have a joke about my roommate killing himself. Uh, and some people are like, oh, you can't joke about that. I'm like, I'm not. It's the truth. Like, I'm not yeah. joking about it. Yeah. Like, but I am I, laughing. I yeah, know. I am laughing. It is hilarious. I have no jokes. I have no jokes yet. Yeah. yeah, but it's just like, how do I, I'm like, what am I just going to constantly be like, my roommate killed himself, and it's like, that's a terrible way to live, or am I going to be like, my roommate killed himself and couldn't get out of that fucking lease? You know? like, <laughs> funny, but, like, right, you know? but that's also like, uh, what is inherent about, you know, let's say, a uh, person who is, I don't know, I hate saying like a real comic, but you know what I mean, just somebody right. who's sort of drawn to it because of whatever, a right. lot of it at the times it's pain really you know what i mean like and i think that uh well okay one of the funny things i think is that like now that this pandemic's happened in a way mm -hmm. this the comedy bubble kind of popped right there's going right. to be less venues to do less people are going to want to do it and overall sure. and i think a lot of the people that are going to get sifted out are the people who got into comedy because they either thought it would help them become actors they or fired right 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 or it was like they yeah, yeah, they just think that they're funny for some reason they're all like, of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. That's why I always, yeah, this is my whole thing. I'm like, we got to stop promoting mediocre comedy. Because yeah. the whole problem comes from me. So this is how it happens. So the comic, so it's, it's such, it starts on the grassroots. What happens is uh, com comedians run shows, right? So comedians book shows. So now you have everybody being nice to each other because everybody books a podcast and everybody books a show and you want to be friends with everybody so you can get on all the shows and all the podcasts. And then you, that person does their set and uh, comics back in the day, you saw all talk and be like, you got to drop that. That's not fun. Like work on that. Like mm, you're saying, um, like people used to give each other real advice and yeah. heighten each other up. That's the group collective of like, hey, we're helping you. But now nobody, nobody, you could have like your own really close friends and maybe they'll do it, but um, everybody's scared to give each other advice. Everybody's scared to give their real opinion. I'm not saying you have to just walk up to anybody and be like, mm. that last joke, boom. You're not going to do that because people are still working on things. But when people ask your opinions or when people are talking, they're like, yeah, she's really nice or he's really nice. It's like, no, say they're a fucking hat because now we, we, we make it this very safe face and this very like hey everybody like everybody pay attention don't be on your phones You're like are you gonna tell the fucking drunk people in montana that that yeah. don't even know there's a comedy show going on and you're trying to do your bit and they don't give a fuck about you or comedy are you gonna be like hey uh we really would like you to be it's like you're gonna have to learn how to deal with that so you might as well start learning now so then okay so now we've we've you know formed these kind of comics with these kind of habits with these kind of uh you know skill set they go on tv and somebody's watching and it's fine comedy it's okay 
you see that they know how to write a joke, it's like, that's the easy part. Doing that little part, it's like, yes, anybody can write a tweet, anybody can write a joke, anybody can think of an idea, that's, anybody can write a movie too. It's like, and then uh, somebody watches it and they go, oh, I could do that. That's the problem. You should watch stand up and be like, holy fuck, that's amazing. Or like, yeah. Do that when I watch somebody dunk a ball, I don't go, I could do that. But comedy's been watered down so much because advertisers want people, they want at, people, networks want advertising dollars, so they're gonna get people who appeal to everybody, so everybody's watching the channel, so they could charge more for ads. So then they, you, these people start going, I could do that, and then they come here. And then they, or they come to New York, they come to wherever, and then we have this whole entire community of average people, and it just keeps propelling this cycle because you're, you're, you're allowing mediocrity, mediocrity, like in the grassroots, and then it eventually goes up to where people are like, oh, that's stand-up? That's easy. And it's like, no, it's fucking not. But if you're trash or you're average, yeah, that's that. But it's like, I, to me, that's why comedy sucks right now. I'm not saying there's not great comics. I'm not, obviously, I'm the one that's. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> like, people are like, well, you're. Not. It's like, yeah, because comedy takes time. Like, you know, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm about five, six years in. When I'm at ten years, sure, then I'll be headlining. But it's like it takes fucking time. Um, but watching that's why I think a lot of comedy does suck right now and I and I'm speaking from not even a comics opinion I'm speaking from all my friends who are like I can't get through a special I can't go like I don't I just they give up because it's like half the time it's really fucking disappointing and you're like I'm not gonna watch this that reminds me um be sure to watch Hannah Gadsby's Douglas everybody on Netflix <laughs> you sure <laughs> oh boy um, actually, that's uh, one of my favorite things Kurt Metzger says is uh, that comedy and porn are the two things everybody sees and says, I could do that. Because right. <laughs> right? it's just yeah. talking and fucking, you know, like everybody's yeah. just like, I, I could do that, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah right. and then you don't realize you can't do it. Oh, wait, speaking of which, I heard you on Kurt Metzger's podcast a bunch of times. Oh, yeah. uh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so be sure to check out. Um, can't get right. Yes. Can't get right. Yeah. Kurt Metzger's podcast and Monterey's on there. You're super hilarious on there. Uh, oh, thank you. Well, except for, oh my God, there was, did you see the episode with Nick Mullen? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Wasn't that a couple weeks ago or something? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Well, why? I don't know why. I was, I was nervous for uh -huh. some reason. To like meet him. I had never met him before and I was oh, okay. like a fan of him. And, um, and I, I don't know why, like I smoked weed and then I, I rewatched a part of it while I was looking at the YouTube comments, which don't do, but, um, and everybody was like, oh my God, this bitch can't stop saying like, and I was like, yeah, you're, you're right. I was, I was nervous <laughs> and I, I you're couldn't nervous. get a sentence out and it yeah. was so, there were so many times I was trying to say something and I was like, you know, like, you know, like, I don't know how to describe it. Like when like, yeah, and then I just felt stupid, and I didn't want to finish my point, and then I, I was like, well, I have to now, but nothing was coming out, so I then was like, I'm fucked, and there were so many moments like that, and I was like, this is so embarrassing, but other than that, episodes have been fucked. Yeah, no, I don't think, I, first of all, I think with Nick Mullen come come town fans, so, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it wouldn't have mattered, if, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you basically would have had to really just blown everybody out of the water or something, like, for them right. to even give you a, oh I wouldn't, huh? I was say, about, uh, like, a hundred people followed me, I know they're his fans, but yeah. like, about a hundred people followed me, like, after that, so I was like, okay, yeah. there's people like oh, me, but there is some, like, 10 people, and they're not wrong. They were not wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I could not fucking form a goddamn sentence. And then on top of that, when, when Kurt and Nick are talking, there's four people talking. I don't think people understand where you have to let the alphas do, it's not my podcast. Exactly. I'm not the special guest. Yes. So what does that mean? It means I shut the fuck up. Yes. And when I have something to say, if I could get a sentence out, was usually when I do it. But because uh, people are like, "Why is she even there? She's not talking." It's like because those two are talking. I'm not going to yeah. interrupt and be like, "Ah!" And yeah. and the woman, this is what the woman think right now. I'm like, "No, just let them be. It's not about me." You fuck. No, I think that's part of why. Um, 
you're like, I think you're doing great because you know, you know your place. And I think that, that right. <laughs> no, but it's true though. If I was fucking invited on there, I'd be like fucking dumbstruck. You know what I mean? I just, right. and I would definitely want to just listen for a while and not just be like, but I, I also do think like that the New York style of like podcasting comes out of like radio, you know, like OB and right. style where everybody's just trying to fucking chime in with a, with a joke, you know, and try to, right. and it just doesn't really work that well in the zoom setting. You know what I mean? in a fucking zoom study yeah it just doesn't work like there's a lag on this show one guy in the youtube comment was like she's purposely not laughing at me i was like what is that motherfucking lag you idiot like why would i not laugh at him like oh you're a man oh no no you're not funny out here i'm like no why would i never not i'm a big fan of his those are all the ones that like you like you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like like in school you know what i mean they're like right. it's like them running up to you and hitting you like a, right. you know like in exactly. grade school or um, people just look at me and they're like oh she's probably a fucking bitch and i'm like listen i was raised all the bitch fucking dna was taken out thank you i'm chill as fuck okay I mean, that's a compelling argument. Yeah, you're like, yeah, she, you know what? She's right. Yeah, once she gets <laughs> raped, she's going to respect. She okay? looks, that's I mean, you know what? She seems like a good girl. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, you know, that's what people call a good. She's got to deal with consequences from men. She's very respectful, okay? <laughs> yeah, she doesn't think she can lift more than them. She no. doesn't. <laughs> raped by a man, raped by a man. I know you're king, okay? I know my place. Yeah. Oh man, that would have been awesome if you had responded to all of them like that. I almost <laughs> did. No, no, don't do it. No. Yeah. They win. Yeah. They win. Yeah, that's what they want is engagement. There's, 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 yeah. There's, uh, no, but anyways, that's fucking awesome. I think it's uh, you're doing a great job. Oh, there. thank you. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Um, I guess yeah, we're heading toward the hour mark. We could wrap this up. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you me. so much for having me. Um, no problem. Hey, are you doing any shows or like Zoom shows um, or whatever the fuck or anything I, that I've been doing a couple Zoom shows, but I have to be honest. I it, it's not the and I get it. People are like, I'm not knocking anybody's hustle or whatever. I personally just don't like it. Yeah. Um, I it's it's not that I people are like, well, you got to learn how to perform. What I, I, I'm fine with me performing and doing my comedy. I can make it very conversational and do it. I just don't like having to have everybody watch me watch them. I, I don't like that because mm. uh, a lot of people I could tell. I'm not going to sit here and fake laugh through people's sets. Like I, I'm just not going to do it. Like <laughs> oh oh fuck! I never even thought of that. Most people, most comics, and I'm again. It, it is a weird. It is weird to do comedy this way. And so it's a learning curve. So everybody sounds bad for the most part. You're not saying there's not, you know, some people who are better, whatever. But it, I just don't think it's a good way to do comedy. But everybody, I'm not knock. I'm not like one of those people who are like, oh, you fucking losers, do your judo. I'm not like that. I'm just saying I just don't want to participate. I'm fine if people are like, let's do a comedy thing. We all roast each other, or we all just talk shit, or we all have a theme, and we just like write jokes i'm fine with that but like doing your set on zoom i don't like it so i'm not doing it yeah i don't know i haven't done it yet but i just feel like it's just a lot of like just a lot of like like kind of like like this stuff like oh like you know kind of like you say the thing i mean there's a i mean i you know i don't know it's funny too because it's not the comment it's the other people who tune in and watch like they forget like we could hear you so they start like they go to the bathroom or they're like, they're like, oh, this girl's funny. They're like, she's kind of cute too. And I'm like, I can't hear you, you dumb fuck. Like, and then you're like, oh, this one, this, do you know who Julia Loken is? Uh, no. Oh, she's a comic. She's great. And she's talking and the guy is like, he's like, oh yeah, I like those jokes. Uh, Ooh, he's like, and she's got big, and I'm like, dude and like i know she could hear it too and she's just like read and it's just awkward it's just like it's just i i I don't like it but i think if people are hustling and they find you know happiness through it but like for me i'm gonna i'm gonna create a podcast i'm gonna maybe do like a a youtube segment where i just have like hot takes on certain things that i want to talk about and i'm also writing do you know who keith johnson is yeah he's a comment yeah so uh we're working and writing a project together and so we're i'm just trying to like stay busy and like do content the way i want to yeah um but yeah 
Cool. All right. So then um, social Monterey. Monterey M. Monterey yeah. M. Um, also, there's um, there's going to be some, uh, there's like, or there are like speakeasy mics and shows. Oh, I heard. Uh, there yeah, are clandestine. There are clandestine activities going on. Right. And, uh, I don't know what that yeah. word means, but I think I can figure it out. Illegal? It's got Sounds like illegal? <laughs> Call your uh, Korean friend. He'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like for bars and stuff? Or are you mean comedy shows? Uh, probably both. But I mean yeah. comedy. Comedy. Specifically comedy. Oh, okay. There's, oh, like, oh, oh. there's like secret shit going on. And it's yeah. starting, to, starting to happen. I'm and not it's like. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I'm I'm on the fence about all that stuff, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm like, it's gonna happen. Right. Gonna, Here, here's gonna my happen. viewpoint. Everybody wants. Everybody's gonna be mad, or everybody's gonna be whatever. And it's just like at the end of the day, it's like you you have to do what your intent feels like is right for you because yeah. there's so much information out there. And if you if you feel comfortable like living your life and you don't want to live in fear or whatever your thing is, it's like you got to let people do what they want to do at the end of the day because that people are like, can you believe all these people are going out with coronavirus? I was like, you know, we have murderers and rapists and like con artists. Like, you know, that's a thing. So you can't imagine that people are want to go outside to the beach. Yeah. You can't wrap your head around people want to go to the beach or want to do comedy, but you can wrap around your head people who rape children. Yeah. You know, like, if yeah. we have that degree of fucking like insubordinate degenerates in this country, people who do fucking crack on the side of the streets every day, like you can see that that person exists, but you can't wrap your head around that some people want to not be stuck inside. Like, right. I'm not saying anybody's right or wrong, but it's like you can understand it. And that's, that's what life is, is people willfully misunderstand people and I'm like you could reason with that can't you so I don't I'm just one of those people I'm like dude do you don't live in fear live do what feels right to you and tune people out who bring your energy down you know I have to say you're incredibly diplomatic for somebody who is brutally assaulted yeah <laughs> 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 you would never you would never think that but you know you really do see the yeah. other side you're, you empathize incredibly well no but I feel like the same it's like yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people are into right now is a lot of like uh judging judgment porn you know what I mean that's like all the the for only sure. thing they have going on in their lives is to judge other, pe other people right if they see people having fun they're like you know look at those retards right. they're gonna die <laughs> you know that and right. it's just like everybody just wants to be right yeah and it's just like come on it's like it, uh, nobody knows what's going on and it, if this keeps going on people are going to start fucking offing themselves you know what i mean it doesn't fuck the virus people right. are going to start you know what i mean right. it's it's the mental health aspect is going to fucking kill right. everybody so i mean it is what it is we'll see what happens you know like i'm not right. against it you know so and, and I, it's yeah it's fucking real comedy. Like comedy in front of people is comedy, you know? Right, exactly. I just wish, like, my final thing is like, I just wish people would stop trying to, stop trying to find, like, it's the same thing with religion. It's the same thing with diet. People are like, well, vegan is the right thing. People are like, no, it's keto. And then people are like, no, it's paleo. It's like, guys, we have seen it. You could be shredded and healthy following any of those fucking diets religion people are like muslims or it's it's christians it's judaism it's buddhism it's like guys you could be peaceful and happy and lovely in any of those things you could also be a monster in any of those things yeah. okay with uh reacting to coronavirus it's like yes if you're on either side of the spectrum like this is fucking fake this disease was designed by bill gates you're like that's you operating off fear or you being like oh my god we can't go outside everybody's gonna spread it you're gonna kill everybody that's right. both fear the middle is saying hey, uh, I understand that we don't have full information on either end of the stick, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure I am as safe as I can be in my life, and I am going to do what mentally, you know, benefits me in a way to where I can live my life in as much peace as possible. Yeah. No, I feel you. I mean, the thing is, I mean, I agree, and I'm sort of, even killed in that way where I want to ask questions and understand what's going right. on. But the thing is that the people in the middle like that, they are actually the most despised people. Exactly. On my whole side, so. Exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> because I'm like, you're doing the same. Because I have so many, and I get, it. I'm a total. I get into conspiracy theories too. But then when I I try to tell my other friends who are conspiracy theories, I go, hey, that energy that you have, you're doing the same thing that they yeah. have. Of like, oh my god, we're all gonna die, and they're like, oh my god, like this, look what they're doing, like da da da. Like, can you believe it? These fucking sheep. I'm like, one, no one's gonna listen to your information calling them fucking sheep. <laughs> If I come to, if I'm dating you and I'm like, hey, you fucking pig, you're like, all right, well, already not paying attention to you because you're disrespecting me. So no, like, that might actually work with me though. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a mom, so I'd be like, oh, yeah, just just hit me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's like people, I'm like, if you, you have to live your life a certain way to where people are like, oh, like. I want to be like that. You're never verbally going to change people and you're never verbally going to inspire people who are very different than you. The only way people who are completely opposed by you are going to invite you in and, you know, start to be like, huh, you're making some good points is by how you live your life. If you're just like, nobody on either side, nobody wants that energy around them. Yeah. Yeah, you're not. I think you're doing the right thing by like, well, I'm just informing them and they don't know the truth. I'm like, no, you care more about making other people look bad. You care more about making yourself feel superior because you have the knowledge, you have the facts, and you care more about, uh, you know, showing that you're an individual. If you really cared more about peace and, you know, living a good life then you would do that well you heard it here first trump 2020 that's (laughs) (laughs) my friends care so much about voting and that's why i'm voting for trump (laughs) he's the only thing that's going to save us okay (laughs) it's all we've got left okay all right i'm over to the government god fuck yeah all right well i like that we got it on camera so we could always (laughs) use it in in your trial so yeah Um, all right, Monterey, thanks so much for doing yeah, this. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, all right, take care. See you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Or, yeah. Bye. Bye-bye.